Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another night of Walk It Out. My name is Gretchen Cannon. I'm the community pastor here at Grace Church, and tonight we're going to continue talking about what it looks like to become a disciple of Jesus. Now, before I pray uh, and open us up in, in prayer, I just want to remind you, this is nothing that you do, but is what you become as you sit with him as you continue to abide with him. You become a disciple of Jesus. And so let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you um, that you designed us to be conformed to your image, to be made in the likeness of you, of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And so when we see those characteristics, when we see the nature through the new covenant lens of who you are, like that is who we are also to be conformed into. And man, what a privilege that is. Like what an absolute honor and all of our weaknesses and our trials, the times we stumble, what an honor it is that you would call us children, that you would give us a rightful place of righteousness and a right standing with you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight as we continue talking about what it looks like as a disciple of Jesus and what defines a disciple, what becoming a disciple looks like, I want to remind you that um, it is somebody that abides in him, that walks in his ways and does his works. And that that graphic with the triangle and the arrows, like that is continual. It never stops. We never do works apart from abiding in him. We never walk out his character and nature that's formed within us apart from him. It all happens together. And so I want to just kind of do another overview tonight about uh, abide ways and works and where we find it in the scriptures, like where we can go to the word and find examples of what it looks like to abide in him, to for his character and nature to be formed in us and us to choose to operate in that, as well as doing works like with Jesus. And so... <clears throat> Um, a couple of examples of what this might look like. Uh, Steve's mentioned this several times, but our worship pastor here, Gavin, as he was pondering what it looks like for a disciple, somebody that abides in him, walks in his ways and does his works. Like as he was pondering what that looks like, he began to see for him that it is somebody that knows him, that then shows him to others and then sows him. like who he is to the people around him. And so that's a beautiful picture. We've, we talked several weeks back uh, for several weeks in a row about the process of transformation. When you become aware of something and then you begin to ponder and then you begin to value, like that's being a hearer of the word. And as you go through the behavioral gap to become a doer of the word, like Gavin began that process as far as what it looks like for him to move towards ownership of being a disciple of Jesus and, and that pondering and like, hmm, this looks like knowing him, showing him and sowing him. And so 
That's my prayer for you as we dive into these things. Like it will become something that you begin to ponder. Like throughout your week, you are going about your day at work, uh, maybe with your family at home, maybe out and about doing uh, appointments and shopping and different things like that. You begin to ponder like, hey, in that moment, did I stay connected to him or did I like unhook? Did I walk out the person of love that is already in my spirit man? Or did I default to my flesh human nature? Like, what does that look like? Did I, was I obedience in, obedient to the Lord's voice in the works of Jesus? Like, maybe the Lord put it on my heart to pay for somebody's groceries or pray for somebody or just smile at them. And instead, I defaulted to being a little insecure or a little nervous. But maybe I didn't. And maybe I partnered with him and I walked out my obedience. And so I pray that as you go about your week, you begin to see those things in your normal everyday life. Like, what does it look like for you as an individual to walk out, abide ways and works throughout your day-to-day living? And so it's like a follower uh, of Jesus that is becoming like Jesus, filled with the spirit of Jesus in order to carry out his works. It's uh, like disciples actively follow Christ. They're devoted to him. They're being changed by him, like from the inside out. And so over time, the character becomes formed in them. And then they be, they commit to advance his kingdom one heart at a time. Like that might be, uh, that's another example of, of what it looks like to be a disciple, to abide in him, to walk in his ways and do his works. So I want to dive into some scriptures today. Um, just, I've got, I've got some kind of all over the place on what it looks like to, um, to walk out becoming a disciple. And so One of the uh, passages, you can find it in Matthew 4, but then also in Luke 4. And I love this. I I asked um, the the group of people that walk with me in disciple making, like, hey, give me some scriptures where you've noticed abide ways and works being um, displayed in scripture, like uh, whether it's two of them or whether it's three of them. And so I love these examples that uh, they gave me. And so I wanted to share them with you because these came out of their personal revelation as they're moving through the process of transformation on the definition of a disciple. And so Matthew 4 and Luke 4, you know, Jesus, um, well, right before that, he gets baptized Like, it's the public declaration that the Father has for Jesus. And so John the Baptist finally concedes to the will of the Father, and he agrees to baptize Jesus. And when he baptizes Jesus, Jesus comes up from the water. The Holy Spirit comes down like a dove, descends on him, and the Father said, This is my Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And in Luke, it records... Then Jesus began his ministry. And that's so important because like Jesus got his identity from the Father before he ever went and did anything like in ministry. 
And so we look like he spent many years being developed into the nature, into the obedience that God had for him. And we talked about that uh, several weeks ago when I talked about Jesus's love language being obedience. So if you didn't catch that, go back and grab that because this all goes together. Like it's just layer upon layer, the process of transformation, like what it looks like to be obedient, and then what it looks like to become a disciple of Jesus. But after Jesus gets baptized and um, the father pronounces, like, this is my son. He, it's his sonship and, and says, I'm pleased with him. And then Jesus goes and does the things. Like right there, there's a picture of the connection between the father and Jesus before Jesus goes and does ministry. But then at the beginning of, of chapter four of both Matthew and Luke, it says that Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness. And that's where he spent 40 days fasting. He spent 40 days completely um, denying his fleshly hunger and desires, like the natural physiological part of him, to spend time with the Father. Like he totally connected with the Lord. And then from there, like he out of that time of abiding and, and um, just the download from the Father, he demonstrates the character that was formed in him. Like he, he abided in the Father and then he began to walk in his ways right after that. And he demonstrated walking in his ways, his character and his nature by avoiding temptations from Satan. And responding as such, like he displayed the character that comes out of abiding in his interactions with Satan. He wasn't like um, horrible or mean or anything like that. He was very firm, very authoritative, and he brought the word in response to every temptation that Satan gave him. And, and, Several weeks down the road, we're going to get into that story and just about our, about identity and, and all of that. Like, it's one of my favorite things is about identity. But, but after that, like after he's tempted in the wilderness with Satan, his character's tempted, his identity is tempted, but like he displays the character and the nature of our father. Like Hebrews says that God is Christ-like. So the things that you see Christ do, that is actually the character and the nature of the Father. Get a hold of that if, you don't, if you're not aware of that. Like, God is not a God that brings sickness. He's not a God that brings turmoil. Like, anything that you saw Jesus do, Hebrews says, that's who the Father is. Because God is Christ-like. But... After he leaves the wilderness, in, like as soon as the temptation's there, he displays the character of his connection and his loving life union with the Father. He then goes and teaches in the synagogue. So that whole section of passages, it's uh, probably 15, 16, 17 verses there. Like he shows the connection through abiding with his Father. He shows what it's looked like to walk in his ways. And then he demonstrates 
doing the works. And so I'm going to read a couple more passages for you here. John 15, and I encourage you, like, write these down. Go back through them yourself. Sit with the Lord. Get into Bible Hub. Get into the original meaning. Uh, Biblehub.com, if, you if you're not familiar with that, go to the lexicon feature there. Look up a scripture and click on the different Greek words there in the New Testament. Now, if you're in the Old Testament, of course, they would be Hebrew. But click on them and actually see what the original meaning is. And ask the Lord to show you in your heart what you need to see. But John 15, uh, kind of verses 10 through 13 here, um, it says, When you, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation on this one, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Now, you put on your new covenant lens, you live in the new covenant economy. That is not transactional. And yet again, when we talk about us abiding, we're not talking about our spirit. We're talking about our mind, our will, our emotions, our behavior, our actions. Like the part of us that is being saved is what we're talking about. And so like putting on the new covenant lens, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Like that's factual. When my mind says no to the temptations of the enemy, when my will aligns with the will of the father, like my will and my mind remain and stay in the love of Jesus. That is a fact. It's not conditional. It's not how I get his love. It's not how I keep his commandments. But when I'm doing that, like those two things go hand in hand together. And so uh, it says, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. This is my command. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. So right here, I hope you see the, the depiction of Abide Ways Works. Abide like we remain in his love. We, when we walk out his commandments, we know that our mind, our will, and our emotions are connected to Jesus. It's not something that's an effort on our part. It's out, go back to that triangle, it's out of that flow of being connected to him. And then where it says, love each other in the same way I have loved you. Like, love people in gentleness and humility and forgiveness. Like, those are the ways of Jesus. That's his character and nature being formed in us. But right here it shows we don't do that apart from him. Like, we can't even love apart from him. First John 4, 8 says that God is love. And so then it goes on to say that there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for its friends. There's a work. Like laying down your life for others is something that Jesus did. But he did it in the nature and the character, not of grumbling. Now, did he want to? No, he asked the Father, if this cup can pass for me, please let it. But yet he did it in partnership with the Father. And this is exactly what this verse says. In Jude um, uh, chapter 1, but starting in verse 20, kind of through 23, it says, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Spirit and await on the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Like that is all abiding, is it not? Who will bring eternal life? Eternal life is a byproduct of us waiting on the mercy of the Lord, of the power of the Holy Spirit, and uh, all of those things. But it says, it goes on to say, in this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. This isn't transactional, but as you remain in him, you keep yourself safe in his love. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your actions, they all stay and remain safe in his love. And then it says, rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Like whether that might be praying for people, ministering to people, preaching the gospel, bringing them in and feeding them in your home and building relationship with them. That's the works of Jesus. And then at the end here, it says, show mercy to still to others, but do so with great caution, hating sin that contaminates their lives. Like Jesus loved people, but he hated their sin. It wasn't a judgment of the people. It, his own self, like who he was as the son of God, was judgment in itself against sin. And so right here, it ends with this uh, verses 20 through 23 about showing mercy, but doing so in the nature of Jesus. Like the nature of Jesus is to show mercy, but his nature also was to hate sin, not the sinners. John 5, 19, I love this verse. And uh, Jody gave me this one. Uh, another one that walks with me in disciple making. And, and it's one that we both keep going back to. And it says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So right there, it shows a connection and a union between the Father and the Son, that the Son does nothing apart from the Father, right? He only does what you see, what he sees the Father doing. But that word doing is action. <laughs> like it's not just sitting around. That is a works. That is a works of Jesus. So when you saw Jesus do things, this is another verse that marries so well with the new covenant lens and about how God is Christ-like. Like it says that the son can do nothing and he only does what he sees the father doing. So when you saw Jesus heal, Jesus did that because he saw the father healing. Like it's, it's a union. It's who the father is in his gracious and gentle, merciful nature. That is a blessing that we get to be in this covenant with him. Then it wraps up that says the son does it also in the like manner. The like manner is the ways. Like Jesus do, does these things in the character and the nature of the father, which is love, which is gentleness, which is kindness, so many different things. And so I hope you're beginning to get the picture. Those of you that maybe this is new to, I hope you're moving through the process of transformation of what it looks like 
in abide ways and works, like what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. And those of you that have been introduced to it for a little bit, I hope this is something like that you're starting to value, you're starting to take hold of, and maybe even you're ordering your life around it in the sense of like, when you read scripture, you begin to see abide ways works in it. Like that's my prayer for you is that this comes alive to you when you sit down with the Lord and you look in scripture. And so I want to wrap up at the very end with the scripture. Jody brought this to me and, and I love this. It's in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, because it's a perfect example of doing ways and works apart from abiding. And so it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, right here, it's an example. That word name that's mentioned three times here in verse 22 is the same Greek word for the word name in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission, where it says to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which we talked about two weeks ago. So if you missed that, go back and get that. But but think about this. This verse right here shows like they came back or and, and he said, many will say that like we prophesied, we cast out demons and we did wonders. Those are all works. But every time they give that example, they say, in your name. And that word name is character and nature. It's the ways. So not only did they go do the things apart from Jesus, but they tried to do it in his character apart from him. And at the very end in verse 23, Jesus said, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Like you did not abide in me. Your spirit didn't abide with me. You didn't abide with me. Like you did all this apart from me. And so that is a perfect example in this passage of how, if we're not careful, now I'm not talking about our spirit man as born again Christians, but as born again Christians, if we're not careful in our mind, our will, our emotions, our behavior, our actions, like we can go do things apart from him. And so I, I challenge you this week, like as you get into the word, as you get into scripture, like ask the Lord to show, start showing you examples of what it looks like when people went and did something apart from Jesus or um, maybe where they did things in the right way of abide ways and works and let those things come alive to you. Also, I challenge you just be mindful as you're out and about. Like when you go into the store and you come out or you're ending your day of work, like when did I stay connected to you in my soul, in my behavior, my actions? And when did I not? When was I connected to you? But then I decided "Mm, I'm going to be my own personality and I'm not maybe going to be gracious and kind and loving. Or where were there times when I prayed for people or 
did the works that you wanted me to do with you? And when did I do them apart from you? Like start um, allowing yourself to, to observe the things in your life of where you're staying connected with him, where you're walking in his ways and where you're doing his works. So I'm going to pray for us. Father, we thank you for this time together. And Lord, I just ask, like, as you begin to grow us and develop us in new ways, being conformed to your image, as we purpose to renew our minds to the truth, as we align our will with your will, like your word says that we will be transformed by that renewing of our mind, by the aligning of our, our will with yours. And Father, we purpose to know that this is our soulish man. This is not our spirit. We will never forget as a born again believer, like our spirit is in life union with you. But we purpose to align our mind, our will, our emotions, and our actions into agreement with the spirit that is already a complete new creation inside of us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.